You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Greetings and welcome back. This is Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful sunshine state of Florida. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for downloading, listening to this episode. Thank you for allowing me to have a voice in your life. I want you to know that I do not take that for granted. I am humbled and honored by that and so thankful uh, for you being a loyal listener. This is episode 207, and I'm going to be diving into a topic topic and discussing the idea of the standards that God lives up to or what are the rules that that governs God or what are the standards that God is judged by. Um, I recently had a conversation, I was traveling and recently had a conversation with a uh, with a man who uh, claims to be an agnostic. He said at one point he was a Christian, but he wasn't really sure and seemed to have a, 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 a a Christian worldview to some extent, uh, or at least had embraced lots of Christian uh, perspectives. And I ended up challenging him a little bit. It seemed inconsistent. It seemed odd to embrace chunks of Christian worldview, biblical worldview, without necessarily uh, embracing Christianity or Christ as Savior. It seemed uh, just seemed a little odd in the conversation I had. And then um, after the conversation, uh, it actually reminded me of a previous correspondence that I had had with a regular listener, uh, a guy by the name of Will that I've corresponded with on Facebook uh, several times. Um, he he had asked me some questions. He and I corresponded on Facebook. I think I I think I may have uh, addressed some of his questions on the podcast. Uh, I don't remember uh, how many episodes I I, I, I used uh, uh, or that I spent addressing some of his thoughts. Um, but it reminded me that there were some there were some lingering thoughts in my conversation with Will that I had had that I'd never really addressed on the podcast that I had thought this would be really valuable, and so. I want to read to you just a portion of, of Will's comment, and, and his words are very similar to uh, to the words I had the, with the conversation with the agnostic man uh, who, who I challenged uh, a bit. Uh, basically, the, 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 the question that often comes up when you're, when you're dialoguing with atheists in particular, um, with lots of people, but, but particularly when you're having people that are hostile toward the gospel and maybe are looking, uh, looking for ways to, to challenge uh, whether or not God is worthy of worship, whether or not uh, the, the Christian God is, is, is philosophically consistent if, you know, from their perspective. And so what will often happen when you have people that are atheists and, and hostile toward the gospel, they will, uh, they, will, they will look at things that God has done that they feel is evil or wrong. And they'll say, well, it's wrong to do this, but your God does this. And therefore, your God must be evil, right? They'll say, you know, murder is wrong. And look, God, that he kill all these people. And they'll point to, you know, typically they'll point to passages in the Old Testament where where God killed a bunch of people. And they'll say, see, your God is evil. Your God is wrong. Why, you know, why do you do that? Uh, your God is inconsistent. He's a hypocrite. He doesn't follow his own rules. In those conversations, I typically I typically respond um you know with with something that I you know something to the effect of you know we don't hold God accountable or judge him in the same way he, we hold humans accountable or we judge humans. That's typically how I respond, some variation of that. Um, God is not a human. God is categorically different. Uh, I discussed this uh, with Tyler Vela back in episode 157, and I asked Tyler to answer the question, is God a moral monster? And, and Tyler gave a great response. If you haven't listened, go back and listen to episode 157. Um, 
But the idea that we would hold God accountable to our standards is silly because God is categorically different. He, he is judged by a, certain, a different set of standards than you would ever judge uh, uh, humans. And even to say that we would judge God is is absurd because we, we don't have the wherewithal or, or the moral bandwidth to even do that. Um, uh, but but. But if you're gonna hold, if you're gonna seek to hold God accountable, you got to make sure you you have the the right standards. God is categorically different than humans. Uh, a, a silly example that I sometimes will use, um, I can't remember. I may or may not have used this back in episode 157. Um, but God, God is judged, or, or God is categorically different. Excuse me. Um, and, and therefore, he cannot be held to the same set of standards in the same way that different people on planet Earth. Um, are are playing different sports, right? So if you're watching soccer, soccer is a sport where they don't use their hands. And then if you watch basketball, it's the sport where we were regularly using our hands. Um, you would not go to a, a, a basketball player and say, why is he using his hands? That's not fair. And you would say, because he's playing basketball. Well, the soccer player doesn't use his hands. Why does he use his hands? And you would say, because uh, he's playing a different sport. He's in a different category. He, The basketball player and the soccer player are categorically different. They are they are in different categories, and it's it, to some extent it's a silly metaphor. I understand it doesn't. It's not perfect. It's the best one I could come up with. Um, but the, the idea that that you would compare God and hold him to the standards that humans are held to is simply absurd because he is in a different category. He is the cre- creator. We are the created. It, it's it's so far beyond. We are finite. He is infinite. And so there, he is so far beyond us. He is omnipresent. We are not. Right? He is omnipotent. We are not. Um, he is omniscient. We are not. He is so beyond uh, who we are and so beyond what we can do um, that, that to even consider holding him accountable to our standards is simply absurd. It is way more absurd than telling a basketball player he can't use his hands just because there are soccer players that don't use their hands. Like Trying to compare God to us and hold him to our standards is even more ridiculous, far more absurd than that. And so... I think I think that really solves the the problem. This this, this quote unquote idea that God's a moral monster does and he breaks the rules. But um, but Will gave me a, a good response and it was it was a similar response or a similar question to what the uh, the atheist man that I met while I was traveling. Um, uh, he said that you know both of them said something to the effect of rather than asking you know why God is not held to the standards. Uh, Will said, I'm dying to know what the standards are. This is quoting him from a Facebook message I got from him. He says, I'm dying to know what are those standards? You know, if we hold God to a different set of standards, what are the standards we hold him to? And again, the man that I met, um, the man that I met while I was traveling said said similar. Or he asked a similar question. Uh, Will said this, I think biblically it's uncontroversial to say that God often breaks the rules that he gave us. This wouldn't pose any problem for you, given your opinion, uh, give, given your opinion, uh, stating that God is held to a different set of standards that humans are since he's not human. I can understand this idea, although I'm doubtful that the Bible explicitly suggests this idea. Nonetheless, it's a, a defensible concept. God gave commandments for humans to follow that would benefit us, but his own set of rules may or may not be synonymous with the rules he gave humans. Uh, sure, why not? But I'm really curious to know what are the standards that God lives up to? I suppose your perspective is he's holy, he's morally righteous, etc. But he apparently is held to an over to occasionally overlapping but ultimately unique set of standards by uh, other than he, than what humans are held to. 
I know that the I know what those standards are, and the answer to the following uh, will help me get a, get a meaningful answer. Name one action that God can't perform because it would corrupt His holiness. If God did blank, He would no longer be holy. Will, I really appreciate your thoughts. And again, this is a similar thoughts that was echoed by the man that I met uh, while I was traveling last week. Again, the idea of saying, okay, God is not held to the same standards. God, he's in a different category. I can understand that. Um, but what are the standards that we hold God to? How, how would we judge God? And, and is there anything that God could do that if he did it, he would no longer be holy? He would violate his own character. Uh, let me answer that last part first. There is nothing that God would ever do that would... Uh, that would violate his own character. God would never choose to go against that which he has claimed himself to be. And if God has said he is holy, which I believe that he is, and I believe that he said that, God has claimed to be holy. He would never do something that is unholy. God has claimed to be righteous. Uh, God has claimed to be just. There's a whole long list of things that God has has uh, has adopted as as something that we can ascribe to him or God has claimed. This is something we can ascribe to God. This is something that we can use to describe a portion of the character or nature of God. If it is something that God has professed or claimed, let me tell you, he will never go against that. And so I know that sounds, that's a whole long, that that that, that leads on a long rabbit trail of other, uh, in my mind, silly, ancillary, philosophical debates and arguments, But but that's the bottom line, that God is a certain way. And God would never violate that. So what are the standards that we hold God to? Well, God himself is the standard. Like, If God does it, then it fulfills the things he's claimed to be. Like God ha- God is love, the, the scripture tells us. And, and God also has made clear that he, that he is righteous, that he is a just God, he loves justice, that he is good, he is gracious, he is kind, he is merciful, he is powerful, he is creative, he is glorious. I mean, he's all of these things and, 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 many, and much, much more than that, right? God is, is infinitely more awesome than we could ever possibly begin to imagine. And if God does something, then it falls in these categories. Right? God is good. So if God does something, then it is good because God would never do something that is not good. Now, there are moments where God does things where it seems to us like it's not good. Like we would say, I, I would make the statement that God would never do something unless it is good. And then we look at him and say, but God did this thing and it doesn't seem good. You know, for example, back to the, the conversation I had with the atheist when I was traveling, he said, he said, God killed people. That's not good. And I say, no, no, no. If God did it, then it is good. If God killed those people, which there are multiple times where God uh, pr- pronounced the death and judgment of, of individual humans or large groups of people. He's done that many, many times. Um, this idea uh, that would say, well, if God does it, it's not good. No, no. God did it. That means it's good. And he says, well, if I were to do that, it would not be good. That's exactly right. God did it, therefore it's good. If you do it, that doesn't necessarily make it good. Now, humans have the ability because of because of the fact that we're created in God's image and God's common grace to humanity. Humans do good things all the time. On, on, every single day, millions of people on planet Earth do good things. And all over planet Earth today, millions of humans do bad, wicked, evil things. Like, but humans are capable of doing both. Humans, uh, because we are corrupted by sin and poisoned by sin, we do lots of evil things. We choose good, sometimes we choose evil. Um, whenever we choose evil, we're acting in accordance with our sinful nature. When we choose good, it is because God has graciously given us the ability to choose good. Now, 
if God does something, that means it's good because God would never choose to do evil because God hates evil. He doesn't do things he hates and he's not been poisoned by sin. He's not, he doesn't have depravity. He's not enslaved to, to the sinful nature the way we are. And therefore God has the power to do something that we do not. God has the power to look at the choices of good and evil and to choose good over evil. And God always chooses good over evil again because he has the power over evil he hates evil he doesn't do things he hates and he's not enslaved to a sinful nature that would force him to choose evil god has the power to do something we do not he chooses good over evil and god has never chosen evil over good therefore if god did something even if it seems evil to you it was good because god did it now, some people, some people that makes their brain hurt, they get frustrated, they get angry, they go, it doesn't make sense. By my account, by my judge, by my, by my judgment, by my barometer or my rubric, that seems evil. And I would tell you, if God has done something that you think is evil or not good, it is not God who is wrong. It is your measuring stick that is broken, right? If, if you are measuring God and judging God and you, and you say, something is what he just did was evil it is you who is flawed not god let me give you just a silly example uh, most of you probably already understand this let me just give you a silly example um as of as of the recording of this episode i weigh about 230 pounds i wish i weighed a little bit less than that but i weigh about 230 pounds now i know about what i weigh if i step on a scale and the scale says you weigh 440 pounds i would say I, I w- what I would not say is, oh my gosh, I'm 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 440 pounds. I would say there's something wrong with the scale, I, because I know something to be true, and the scale that I'm using to measure this is not giving me an accurate reading. And the same is true when when we are when we are observing God. If if the scale we use says that God is evil, then the scale is broken. If the scale you step on doesn't give you something that is true, then you need to find a new scale. And we as humans, we look at God and we see him doing things. And to us, it seems evil. To us, it seems wicked. To us, it seems immoral. We would. The problem is, it's not that God is immoral because he is always moral. It's not that God is being wicked because he is always being good. The problem is the measuring stick that you are ascribing to measure God is broken. You got to go get a new scale. The way you're judging God is broken. Because you're using human logic, human rationale, and you're you and you're trying to compare God to something that He is not. You're trying to hold God accountable to a set of standards that He is not. And so, what is so? So, what is the standard we hold God to? Himself. He is the standard. If God does something, then it, then it is righteous. If God does something, it is just. Anything God does is those things. And if God ever does something outside of what he has already previously proclaimed, then he has violated his own character. So will I answer your question? What is the standard we hold God to? What are the quote unquote rules by which God is governed or what, what is the quote unquote judgment by which we would, or what's the, the rubric by which we would judge God um, if we were so disrespectfully inclined to do so? If, if we were going to judge God, the set of rules, so to speak, or the rubric, the measuring stick that we would use to measure God is himself, his his previous actions, his previous behaviors, and his words, which we find in the Bible, the, the inerrant, inspired word of God. 
God himself is love. God himself is righteous. God himself is just. God himself is good, gracious, kind, merciful, glorious, creative, powerful, all-knowing, comforting. He, he is all these things. He is always good. Everything he does is good. Everything he does is in line with his perfect inclinations and preferences and ultimately is is for his own glory. And if you see God doing something that doesn't seem good to you, it is not God that is wrong. It is you who is broken and it must be challenged and must bring correction to your ideology and your worldview. That, my friends, is the standard to which we hold God himself. And by the way, the standard that we hold God to is very different than the standard we hold humans to. Humans are categorically different than the infinite, all-knowing, glorious, sovereign king of the universe. I think it's disrespectful to God to try to compare him to us. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Shout out to you, Will. Thanks again for your questions. I'd love to continue to correspond with you. To everyone else, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope this has been helpful and insightful. If you have a question or a topic that you want me to address on a future episode of the show, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. It's heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Hey, to make sure you never miss an episode, make sure you are subscribed to the show in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. That'll guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device. Hey, and if you're loving the podcast, do me a huge favor. Head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star review. Those reviews are a big, big help to the show. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.